Are you looking for some great Christmas gifts for the little ones in your life this year and not wanting to support a non-woke company? Me too. Consider my pillow. Hey, you guys, right now they have the children's Bible story pillowcase along with the Go Anywhere My Pillow 50% off right now for the listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast. This unique children's pillowcase combines beautiful Bible story pictures on the front and the read aloud story on the back so that you can enjoy reading to your little ones over and over again. Choose from your favorite or collect them all. The creation story, Daniel and the lion's den, Jonah and the whale, Noah's Ark, and the story of Jesus. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square. Don't forget to use the promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, and enjoy up to 50% off the children's Bible story pillowcase. Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me. You guys, this is Monday, which means it's Mailbox Monday. This is the day of the week that I answer your questions. Today, I'm very excited to have Dr. Mark Sherwood on the show answering your questions. We're going to touch on some marriage issues and some health-related questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Today is the day that the first, uh, the first Monday in December. So we are releasing our study today on peace. The world might be on its head right now. People might be freaking out about a lot of things, but if you know the Lord Jesus as your savior, the world might be in crisis, but you don't need to be. God offers peace through the work and person of Jesus Christ. For some of the whole month of December tackling this topic, I had a really, uh, just an amazing transformation in my own spirit, talking with the Lord as I wrote this study for the last couple of months, I've been working on it. I think you guys are going to be really blessed. So my in-person teaching on that starts tomorrow on Tuesday, and you guys can join me live for that as long as you're a member over at MomStrong International. So hop on over there and uh, sign up right now, MomStrongInternational.com. All right, you guys, it's Mailbox Monday, and this is the day of the week that I answer your questions. I love hearing from you. It's just really exciting for me to see how many questions are in the queue right now. And there are so many that I asked if Dr. Mark would come back on the show and help me tackle some of these. Dr. Mark Sherwood practices functional medicine with his gorgeous wife in the beautiful state of Oklahoma and uh, where you guys met him because he was running for governor. And so uh, I love his heart for people. A passion for people is what God really develops, I think, in leaders like Mark. And now he's taken his love of medicine and he's bringing it here to the show. And I'm just so thrilled that he's agreed to come back with me today. My friend, Dr. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. And happy Monday to you. Happy Mailbox Monday. That's awesome. Mailbox Monday is one of my favorite days of the week here at the show because we tackle these questions uh, every single Monday and they come, they're coming fast and furious. And I asked you to come back today uh, to kind of help me go through them. And I thought just hearing your voice of encouragement might be really good, uh, starting with a question about marriage in Washington State. So I actually tackled this question on a on a sort of surfacey level about a week and a half ago, but I wanted to come back with you on the show because I think you could bring a really unique and needed perspective. I'll read the question to you and then let's hear what you got to say. This comes from Lisa in Washington State. She said, hey, Heidi, my question is about marriage. I'm in deep waters right now that I cannot navigate through. In short, my husband believes God has healed him of his mental illness and that he no longer needs to take his medication. He clearly has symptoms that still cause major issues in our marriage. Trust, for example. I have become very angry and disappointed in so many ways. I don't know how to deal with this. He is clearly deceived and hears voices that aren't from the Lord. I don't know how we can heal our marriage when his mind is not sound. And I've come to the point of wanting a divorce 
that can't be God's plan. My faith is being tested beyond measure. Do you have any thoughts? I just don't know how to walk through this. And we have a daughter caught in the middle. You know, Lisa, that's a a challenging situation and no one on earth knows your pain. But the Lord Almighty does know your pain. He's lived your pain. He knows everything we could feel in a massive way and beyond. So I I want you to know that it's easy for me to say it, but I'm, I'm asking you to believe it, that you're not alone. That's number one. God is with you through this stuff. And he's also with your husband. and He's also with your marriage. When people have mental illness, which they do from time to time, they sometimes have these chemical deficiencies. And unfortunately, because of our polluted environment, um, they're created more often these days. And then you couple that with the idea that medication is a bad thing. There are times when medication is a good thing. If someone is going off the edge, man, you've got to throw some medications on there to stop the train from going off the tracks or the train from going off the cliffs. Many people, and I've seen this with my own eyes, that have um, issues like with bipolar disorder, with high manic episodes, and even schizophrenic-ish type of episodes. You put them on medications, and one of the symptoms of those particular conditions is they feel like they don't need the medication because they become numb and think they're better and then they get off of it. So it's more of a a, a teeter-totter cycle. With your husband, uh, my suggestion for you is to see if he will give somebody an ear. In other words, get a relationship built with some sort of clinician, some sort of a counselor that actually can speak with him and 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 not invalidate how he feels and not um, take away his sense of being, but encourage him to seek truth at all times. Now, the the angle here that I want you to hear me is this. You don't have the power to change your husband. I, I want you to know that. I wish that you did. But then again, on the same note, I wish you didn't, because if we had the power to change people, we'd mess them up anyway. Um, you don't have the power to change him. I'm asking you to ask God for a lot of grace. And obviously, if the situation becomes um, too volatile or dangerous, you've got to build some separation there. And I'm talking about dangerous with physical harm, obviously, right? So um, I'm going to temper that remark with that. But um, you want to ask God to to not bring um, perhaps change to him, but bring change to you in how you deal with him. I know that goes against the grain, but it is God's way. So again, um, you ask God to give you peace in it. You're not alone. And pray that God will put in his path someone to provide an openness, open window that I can have a conversation with him and and help him out. So that's uh, um, a big answer to a short question, but this is a complex issue and it's it's only going to be dealt with and resolved with um, the great physicians, uh, great physician in the middle of it. Yeah, it's so true. And I guess, Lisa, I would add, you know, you've said that you have a daughter that's caught Mm. in the middle of this. And as uh, a woman who grew up in an environment like that, I guess I would encourage you that the Lord can protect your daughter as well. And to recognize that you can add her to, to, obviously, to your prayer list, ask the Lord to protect her heart and her spirit. Make sure she has someone to talk to. Make sure she knows that you are a safe place to talk to you and, uh, and know that no matter what happens, God is aware. I love that, that Mark started off by saying that because God sees your pain. He sees what you're going through 
And this this question really, Mark, it, it touched me in a particular way because I grew up with a with a, a very angry, very volatile father. And I think sometimes as mothers, you know, they'll write into me sometimes and they think, hey, my kid's going to be ruined, you know, for life. But really, God is, as you just said, the great physician and he loves your children. And I think uh, Lisa needs to be reminded that God sees what your daughter's going through also. He does. I mean, nothing surprises the Lord. I mean, I have survived the, you know, mental illness in my own life, you know, not personally, but my, my mother committed suicide and uh, that was hard to deal with. And so um, I can tell you that um, in the worst situations of all kinds, God will protect the children. He has a heart for kids. So, you know, allow your daughter to be placed in the hands of God and, and trust, trust like you've never trusted before. And let's see what God does. Yeah. I love that. All right. Next question comes from Jennifer in Idaho who had a kidney stone. Mark, no bueno. And she said, <laughs> I do not want to go through that again. And a friend recommended some an herb that you said me is called what? Chanca Piedro. Is that what you said? Yeah. She, she wants to know what you think about that. And then frankly, so do I. Well, I mean, I've never had a kidney stone, but if I did, boy, I'm going to write that down right now. Yeah. The irony is you said no bueno. That would be <laughs> uh, no bueno in Spanish. And that word chanca piedra it means stone breaker in Spanish. How about oh, that, huh? How about so that? So it really is interesting. It's out there and it should and can be used to resolve stones. Now, it's important that when you get a stone to to capture it and allow the doctor to um, look at it and analyze it. Is it going to be an oxalate or a calcium stone? Because there's a difference there, right? But nonetheless, you can also use some potassium citrate at about a gram or two, which is 1,000 milligrams or 2,000 milligrams, that also will help those stones break up. And obviously, if a person begins to develop stones, you want to um, sort of ascertain why. You know, the why behind it is very important. There's multiple reasons. But again, I like chanca piedra is wonderful and also um, potassium citrate. All right. That's a great answer. Michelle in Virginia. We're getting a lot of these questions, mm-hmm. Mark. Uh, do you think that unvaccinated people should be concerned about blood transfusions when the blood might be from vaccinated individuals? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Do you think it's a legitimate concern? And do you know of any studies that are addressing this? Now, this is interesting, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Mark, because I don't know if you're watching. I'm sure you are. Uh, we're getting ready to give uh, Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, the boot, right? He's he's about done serving his reign of terror over in over over the citizens of the United States. And he's going out in the same way that he came in, talking about how you need to get your third and fourth booster and talking about how you might want to mask up this Christmas. And we're I mean, so they're not changing course, even no. though so many people have been injured uh, by this. And so I'm getting more and more questions here at the show about blood transfusions, about, you know, where do we think this is going from here? So this is a really timely question. Yeah, I got this question um, just two days ago in the office, interestingly enough. And yeah. uh, I, I don't expect the, um, and please, I hope people take this right under the proper context. I don't expect the um, Babylonian system of our government world slash to change course. I, I just, I wish I could tell you that, you know, um, it's all going to turn around one day. We're going to sing Kumbaya on the fire. I, I don't see that happening. I think that yeah. uh, right now we have an opportunity to uh, live the light of God as the family of God within this dark world and bright and shine brightly. The darker the world gets, the brighter we can be. So that's that's what I look at. You know. So yeah. um, with that said, um, there is no studies out here at this point, and there probably won't be. 
because there's um, with the blood transfusion, I do personally, this is my own opinion, I do think it is a potential problem long term, but I don't know what problem it will be because we haven't had this long term problem yet, right? Everything is sort of in infancy stages. It just makes sense that any time you change the construction of any sort of blood cells, it doesn't bode well if it's a non-construction at the hand of God. When you put man's construction on there and kind of mess it up, it, it seems like it would be a problem. But let me just tell you this, and this would be something that I want Michelle to understand. Um, there's a high power out here. His name is Jesus. And if you're out there in a car accident, God forbid, I'm using this just as an example, not speaking that on you at all, and you need a blood transfusion, and some willing doctor is is trying to save your life, got the right heart, and he gives you a blood transfusion. And let's say that did come from a vaccinated person. Do we believe that God is big enough and God is able to allow us to be resilient to that and allow that to not cause harm? My opinion is yes. Mark chapter 16, um, those that drink deadly poisons, it will not harm them. That wouldn't be your fault, right? So again, I, I think that in your case, we we can't worry about it at this point. Right. There's no studies. Is it a problem? Potentially, yes. But let's trust God to bring the resolve. Hmm. And I think that's a really good reminder for a lot of people right now who are worried, including uh, this next question that comes in from a listener named Allison, also in Washington State. But I'll tell you what, you know, yeah. Mark. I'm loving it over here in Washington State in the great state of Washington. I'm still here. Yes, still you here. are. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, I've got a question for Dr. Sherwood. I lost my sense of smell a year ago when I had COVID. I've tried an essential oils regime of smelling certain scents, but it hasn't helped. Is there anything I can do to get my sense of smell back? Yeah, we've actually done a couple different things. And um, it's worked the majority of the time, believe it or not. We've done a detox, which is kind of good. Kind of resets the system. So. We've done a 14 or 15 day detox. It's just kind of a little box detox that we do that works really well. And we've also added these little zinc lozenges. And when you suck on a little zinc lozenge, if you get your taste back, you're going to taste, well, zinc, right? Metal, right? Yeah. And so we've had people suck on those at twice a day during the detox. And more times than not, we've we've seen there there a little bit of... uh, taste come back, which is kind of cool like that. And we've seen the smell kind of follow. And so um, that's been our our little um, mode of operation, if you will. And it hasn't worked every single time, but 60 to 70% of the time it has. Is this a detox that you've got over that you guys have created yourselves? Yeah, it is. It is. And so they can find that at Sherwood.tv, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really simple. Just type in, uh, you know, 14 day detox and there's a couple flavors that'll pop up. One is chocolate and one is strawberry. And um, Pick your flavor, man. <laughs> I love it. You guys can find that. Uh, of course, just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. And that's where you guys can get a discount as well. Yeah. This stuff is really, you know, we're hearing this more and more, uh, Dr. Mark, that people are struggling post COVID now, right? With symptoms that are sort of hanging on. I think that the the, there's a tendency there to get discouraged, but you would have people not be discouraged, right? Because uh, we're learning now as as we go along, this is such a new thing that we've got, God's given us tools that mm-hmm. we can learn to heal the body with and the detox is part of that arsenal, correct? Yeah. And this idea of post-COVID syndrome, 
um, I've dealt with it a lot, and they there have done some studies on that. And interestingly enough, and and the studies have shown a commonality as far as a common symptom of people that have post-COVID syndrome. It's called mitochondrial dysfunction. And people go, well, what is a mitochondria? Well, go back to a little simple uh, cellular anatomy. The cell has an outer membrane. It has a nucleus. Inside the nucleus is going to be where this 23 chromosomes of mom and dad that are sort of intertwined in that double helix are mixed together. And then the space between the nucleus and the membrane is called the cytoplasm. And one of the organelles there is called the mitochondria that produces this energy for the cell called ATP. Well, they have found that people that have post-COVID syndrome, if you want to call it a thing like that, have had mitochondrial dysfunction, meaning they don't produce good cellular energy. So how do we get that back? Go back to simply set resetting your metabolic system and changing nutritional intake. And so the detox is great for that. You want to make sure you have plenty of vitamins and minerals on board. And this is where nutrition takes its very front and center approach, Heidi, because if we don't have good nutrition, we don't have the ability to assimilate vitamins and minerals through the GI process. Therefore, we don't get them down to the cell level. So believe it or not, with post-COVID, and this has happened literally every time we've done it, if we can get a person's nutrition reset to a more low glycemic nutrient density um, intake, they get better. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks, but they get better. Mm, I love that. It's encouraging. Yeah. It's encouraging. And, I, and and you've said many times here at the show over the last several months, people need to lay off the sugar. Oh. Uh, and boy, in the, in the culture right now, sugar is in everything. And here we're coming into the, you know, the Christmas the celebrations and there's going to be, you know, and please, yeah. I, I will be having my almond rocus. So no one can take that away from me. It's <laughs> not right now. Uh, but we really do need to be aware of the amount of sugar that we're putting into our bodies because it produces, right, an inflammatory response yes. and is responsible for so many of the issues that we're struggling with right now. Yeah, this is very important about sugar and foods that convert to sugar rapidly, foods like breads and grains. And remember that most Does of the Lucky pro- Charms convert to sugar? Don't, uh, don't, don't. Lucky Charms should be. Uh, named unlucky curses because they really are, you know. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's like, you know, when I look at these cereals that are, are really um, made for kids, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is like murder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, people need to know the dynamics behind this. So when these foods come in and right now, statistics do not bode well for America. Mm. Right now, one in two adults are walking around insulin resistant. One in two Right now, one in three children under 18 are predicted to be type 2 diabetic and on medication by the time they're 40. It's not about weight anymore. Although America is showing a propensity to gain some weight, it's about a lack of health. And these high glycemic or fast, rapid sugar converting foods are driving the conversion to glucose in our system super fast driving up the concentrations of insulin, which is produced upon sugar intake. And insulin, which is a hormone, is a very inflammatory hormone that creates growth, including fat tissue growth, including cancer cell growth. And so this is a a deal. We're spinning out of control here, and we really need to understand that. And the the trap has been um, Heidi, I believe that it's cultural, yes, um, but the government is making these foods that are 
high sugar cheaper. So the economy has got to do with that. And then thirdly, we have been um, uh, misled grossly by the idea that weight, scale weight is about health. And that's simply not true. Just not true. You guys, my husband and I love, love, love the MyPillow mattress. We have had it now for over a year. And you also could get the best sleep ever with the MyPillow two-sided encased coil quilted mattress. You can get it delivered by UPS right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. The MyPillow mattress has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and free shipping. Use the promo code HEIDI to receive the best discount ever. Go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and enter the promo code Heidi. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I did a search several years ago on uh, low glycemic foods. I was trying to just sort of figure out how I could reset my own mm-hmm. metabolism coming into my 50s. I just thought, okay, Heidi, you know, here, <laughs> yeah, is, right. this, is this a downward slide now? I'm not oh. sure. You know, how, 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 how fast downward are we going to go? I noticed within just a few weeks that uh, really watching my sugar intake was helping me with so many things. You know, it's not, it wasn't so much about my weight as it was about my energy level and about yeah. the, the inflammation, the stiffness in my fingers, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, and watching my, uh, my food intake and cutting back on sugar, it was, it's a game changer. Yeah, it is really, you know, the, the thing that people need to understand is you, you might go through a couple of days of withdrawal. That's very common, you know, because, um, sugar creates this dopaminergic function and dopaminergic function is creating a dopamine. So there was a study years ago that will paint this perfect picture of what we're dealing with here. It was done with rats. Thank God it wasn't done with people, but you'll know why in a moment. But it was done with rats and the rats were in this cage and they had two separate um, bins of food or a little rat food, whatever rats eat. And, And this has been repeated numerous times. Well, the investigators said, what if we put sugar in the rat food over here and we put cocaine in the rat food over here? Poor little rats. You got to think, my God, that's poor little animals. But the the bottom line is, what bin did they gravitate to after a half an hour? Guess what? In every time it was the sugar bin because sugar drives the same biochemical reactions in the brain to create dopamine to that of cocaine. And what that means is, in layman's term, that sugar can become more addictive than cocaine. People say, well, there's no way that could be. Well, we eat sugar. We allow ourselves to accept sugar. It's become culturally indoctrinated to reward people with sugar. And cocaine is looked at as a crime. So it's no wonder it's more addictive. Wow, that is, I've never, that's crazy. Okay, that's fascinating, good. yeah. Yeah, it's so fascinating. All right, I've got time for one more. Uh, this comes from a concerned mom in South Carolina. Okay. She says, does Dr. Mark have any recommendations for anxiety in young adults? My daughter has been on Lexapro and is currently on Prozac, and I'd like to help her with more natural options. Yes, Um 
Good news is for you that no one is born with Lexapro or Prozac deficiencies. Deficiency, that's right. You know, God didn't create that. Um, you know, medications can help. Again, as I've said in previous shows, if somebody's in a, you know, in a state that is suicidal or something like that. However, we want to work towards remediating that dependence upon the Lexapro and the Prozac by um, giving other options. We can look at adaptogenic herbs, something like an ashwagandha or rhodiola. Those worked amazing and, and really good. Uh, you can also look at relaxing um, nutraceuticals like L-theanine that will cross the blood-brain barrier. You can look at high-dose omega-3 fatty acids that specifically contain good amounts of DHA, known as docosahexanoic acid, which is a fatty acid for the brain. You can look at good amounts of magnesium which are known as relaxers. There are also some other herbs out there that are very beneficial too, such as valerian, uh, passionflower, or chamomile. We have been very successful over the course of time being able to work with people to get them weaned away from those type of drugs that do have negative long-term impact, and they also have nutrient deficiency pullouts. In other words, they'll create deficiencies. Um, But very important. Do not, do not, do not go cold turkey on that. Don't just stop the medication unless you have someone working with you because you can have a massive rebound effect. Um, that could be a bad deal. So don't do that. Find somebody you can work with. Put zero time frame on it. Zero time frame on it because nutrition has to be changed. Nutrients have to be added. And then we have to have a very consistent with no time frame, again, withdrawal or weaning off schedule. Yeah. And I, I've said this many times over the years at the show, you know, most listeners know my struggle with anxiety and uh, that stemmed from a lot of just childhood trauma. But when I was in my early twenties, really early twenties, they put me on Xanax and it was like, this is here you are for the rest of your life. This is going to be your new normal. Now you're going to be on Xanax and they don't tell you the long-term ramifications. They don't say uh, what's going to that that you've basically built up a chemical dependency over time, and they're very very hard to get off of these drugs. And a lot of times, people just feel like they're stuck on them. And the good news is, mm-hmm. and I got it many many years ago. Somebody uh, just some, a doctor actually came into my life and said, "You don't need this. Yeah. We can get you off of this." And I think I told you last time we had you on the show, ashwagandha was a game changer yes. for me. Valerian essential oils, all the things, and just realizing my body. God created my body to be able to heal itself if I could just bring things into my body that he had already given us. And so there is hope. And I want people to mm. to hear that exactly what you're saying is true, that you don't have to be on these drugs for the rest of your life. But I also agree with you. I think we've stigmatized mental illness for sure, anxiety, depression. People don't need to feel the stigma of that. No. You wouldn't criticize someone because they went on medication for a kidney disorder. And yet when someone says, I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with depression, they feel shame for that. And that should never be the case. Uh, that should never be the case. It shouldn't. Um, you know, the whole idea of depression, anxiety, um, chronic fear um, resulting from chronic trauma, whether adult or childhood oriented, is a real deal. Um, we need to validate these people, um, not so much so that we allow it to become an excuse. You right. know, that's important. But at the same time, um, it's part of life, man, and we need to begin to validate those people and treat them better. And if we have to use medication for a time, that's great. But my wife would verify this, that, um, you know, she's been trained with conventional medicine as an osteopathic doctor. Uh, they're not trained to have an exit strategy. 
And that's where you want to find someone that has an exit strategy. It will say, okay, like, Heidi, we're going to have you on the Xanax for a little while. I don't want you on this more than three months. So I want to prepare you for this. You're not crazy. We're just going to take the edge off for a while until we can get this thing simmered down over here. And then we're going to work over here for this. Got it. And most people would go, okay, I'm good with that. Right. That's kind of where we have to go with it, I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, and and then people know, hey, this isn't the rest of my life, right? That we're going to find healing and there yeah. is hope. And I think it's so important. I've got a non-medical question for you, Mark, as we wrap up the show sure today. Thing. So you and I have talked politics a lot here at the show because you ran yeah. for governor in the great state of Oklahoma and I ran for Congress. And so we had a lot of commiserating <laughs> together on the phone <laughs> last, yes, we for did. the last year or so. Uh, And it's no joke to jump into the realm of politics. I'm curious because we've had people asking, what's next for you? Would you ever consider running for office again? Or you're like, nope, I'm a one and done. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, uh, wash my hands of it. People have been asking me the same thing. And uh, I'm curious to know, did it change you? You know, uh, there's a lot of people listening to the show. And I've been saying for years, get off the bench, get into the game. We need good people in every sphere of influence. And uh, I'm curious how it changed you. Well, it did change me. And um, to answer your question, um, I wouldn't say no. If God called me to step up and do it again, I'm I'm going to yep. say yes, because we're going to be obedient. I'm going to proclaim That's that right, right now. Um, right. Having said that, it changed me a lot. Um, it made me aware of things that I didn't know before. I know the Constitution so much better now, Heidi. Yeah. And um, interestingly enough, uh, this is just recently I was, you know, on a television show and they ask about the election, right? And they were talking about the most powerful thing the election is, you know, and it's your power. That's your power. And, and I had to go back to what I learned and I, I had to respectfully say, no, I, I'm going to disagree. And they, they were like shocked. Mm. But I wanted to base my answer on this is that the greatest power the human beings had, and this is what I can, what I learned, and this is what changed with me is it's the power of knowledge. Right mm-hmm. now we're ignorant. We need to know the power of knowledge, what the Constitution said, what our rights are. And when we know what our rights are, that's the power because that gives us the right to when you vote, you know, you got that 50-50 chance. My person's going to win or my person's not going to win. But if they don't going to win, what changes about your job? Nothing. Your job is to still hold them accountable. And if they're not held accountable, that's our fault. Right. And therefore, we need to have knowledge to hold them accountable. And if they're not doing what the Constitution said, we need to make their life miserable every day. Yep. Yep. And and this is where uh, it changed me to the core. I'm, I'm so um, adamant anymore about encouraging people to not be ignorant anymore. Um, ignorance is bliss, but ignorance will kill you. And we're dying across America. We're dying on the vine because we've been ignorant. And I'm just praying to God that every person listening right now will get a pocket constitution and read it and read it and read it and then teach it to your children. And if you don't, they don't teach it in school, which they don't, teach it to your children at home over a nice, healthy dinner. <laughs> right. So yeah. the, the bottom line is that's that's what I learned in it. And it. It changed me from that perspective, and it made me very sad, Heidi, because I saw the worst, um, the worst of society. Um, politics was, it, it was, it was worse than I dreamed. With the deviousness, the backbiting, the lies, the the love of money, and and the lack of um, 
God-centric values, not to be judgmental, but I observed that. And uh, so, yeah, those things really occur to me. But, you know, like like you, it doesn't mean that you take a step back. It means you take a step up. And now that you know, you can't unknow what you know. So now you have this responsibility to teach people what you learned. It's true. And I think seeing that from the, you know, we really saw the underbelly, right? Yeah. You see sort of the belly of the beast. And it's it's true on the Republican side and on the Democrat side. We have a lot of people uh, in positions of power right now who are there for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. They're there because they really want the power and they want that authority rather than we want to help the people that that we've been elected to serve. And I think that was one of the biggest eye-openers, certainly for me. But I loved your emphasis on knowledge is power. And you said that to a mom on Friday who asked a question about vaccines, feeling pressured from her doctor to give her kids uh, vaccines that she didn't feel comfortable giving them. And you said, listen, you're the, you're the parent, you know, you have the authority. And so exercise that authority. And I think when we get to know the constitution, we can exercise a certain authority, having the knowledge of the constitution, the Supreme law of the land. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know it. They don't understand why Roe v. Wade was overturned. And you just saw the other day, uh, the, the Senate passed, you know, this respect for marriage act, which what a joke, you know, such a, I mean, all it is, is I said to my son the other day, I said, they should just rename that the permission to persecute Christians act, because that's, that's really what's going to happen now. And it's even more reason for people to know the constitution and know their rights. Yeah. And, and just to put that into context, you know, yeah, they pass a law, but look, ultimately the states could say, we don't care. Right. <laughs> they really could. They could say, we don't care. We, we, we appreciate you, but we're, we're going to do something else. We appreciate you. But, you know, in, and in California, shockingly enough, California has a law on the books there that uh, that legalizes child marriage. So if as long as you've got a consenting parent yeah. who says, hey, I'm going to marry my 13 year old off to this 32 year old thug, they can do it in California. So really this this bill that just passed through the Senate has very little effect on the states because the states can define marriage however they want to. Yes. It really is just a, it was a, it's a junk law, like so many of the laws that are going through the Senate and the House right now. Yeah, look at the, you know, like the Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution has Congress's power laid out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's 18 yeah. powers there, and that ain't one of them. Sorry. No, it certainly um, isn't. Yeah. And, it's like and, the, and the Supreme Court, same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've just like junked up the original meaning of the um, Constitution, you know, and what it meant, what our founding fathers, they, they've got to be rolling over in the graves going, now, what have you guys done with our beautiful right. concept that God gave us? Um, right. We have to know what rights we have. If we don't, that's our fault, you know, yeah. and let it be said that I don't want the people that are around me in my life, or I know you're the same way, to be um, able to say, you didn't tell me, you didn't right. show me, you didn't teach me. So, you know, we have indeed committed our lives to becoming perpetual teachers and communicators of truth so that people could have the ability to choose truth or not. Mm, it's really, it's it's encouraging for me to watch you walk this thing out, knowing myself on a personal level, how difficult it is, what a huge <sighs> commitment it is just to run for any elected office. You really put yourself out there. But you, like uh, like I, came away with, you know, I didn't do it for any other reason than the Lord asked me. And if God asked me to do it again, I would do it all over again. 
you're absolutely right. This is about yeah. obedience. Uh, I want to re- tell the audience, too, if you guys are looking to study the Constitution, you know that I love Rick Green's organization, Patriot Academy. So mm-hmm. those guys are located in Texas. You can certainly learn. You can become a Constitution coach. There's also a great book called The Constitution Made Easy. And I love anything with the title easy in it. So <laughs> so when I was a brand new homeschool mom, someone showed me a, a curriculum called Easy Grammar. I was like, sign me up for that. You know, easy writing, sign me up for that. This is the Constitution Made Easy. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. That's a really great book. If you guys are interested in checking out what Dr. Mark is doing and getting some of these supplements, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. That is where you guys can get a discount that they have given just for the listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast. Uh, Dr. Mark, you are a national treasure. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for what you've done. I mean, truly, I don't know how many people have said that to you, but thank you for putting your life out there, for running for governor, for caring about the people of Oklahoma enough to put yourself through that for uh, for a season for running and then coming right back here and just giving some hope and some healing to the listeners of my show. I appreciate it. Well, I, I thank you for having me on too. And I feel the same about you. I mean, I wouldn't have known you if we wouldn't have been obedient. So again, everything works out for a reason, for a season, for God's um, blessing. So, you know, we'll keep going. Appreciate we you. Well, I think 2023 is going to have a lot of year. It's going to be a year of growth and healing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I can't Amen. wait to have you back on the show. We'll do it again soon. Sounds great. You guys have more information on the incredible work that Dr. Mark and Michelle Sherwood are doing in Oklahoma. Go to HeidiStJohn.com. And click on the show notes, and I will link back to all things related to their organization and their practice. Also, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. Guys, check it out. They've got really great supplements there, wonderful detox. They've got a really great nutritional drinks, all kinds of things, you guys. You're going to love it. Check it out. Uh, Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. Thank you guys for listening. You can send your questions in to me here at the show, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith. Sure.